This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Welcome everyone into the Taylor Talk Studios for another episode of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift Podcast. This is episode 125. My name is Adam. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. Steve, welcome back. Yay! We missed you and your monotone voice, Steve. Hey. Hey. Wait. They kept having me imitate you, and I'm just not as good. Oh. <laughs> monotone has returned. Yay. <laughs> The monotone. Or, or as I like as to refer to it, the Eeyore. Eeyore. The yeah, but I'm not. I'm not a sad person, though. No, Eeyore's but you sound sad. like Eeyore. Steve oh. has returned to bore you all. <laughs> Shut up. That's not nice. I'm just kidding. I'm very glad to have Steve back, and I want to thank everybody out there listening for subscribing and, uh, well, listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, what's been going on in the news lately? So Taylor Swift released a video entitled For Your ACM Consideration, and it's freaking hilarious. Steve Bruschetta and the Princess of Kitty Town Meredith star in the video. Sammy, I think you have Steve on the mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. I hate you. (laughs) I hate you all right now. Sammy, do you know uh, what the fun part is? Is the fact that we don't edit this anymore, so everyone just heard you say Steve Borchetta. I didn't even hear myself say Steve Borchetta, <laughs> so let's go backwards and pretend that I didn't. I don't. Re- rewind Bruschetta. the tape. <laughs> Scott Borchetta and the Princess of Kitty Town Meredith also star in the video with Taylor to help recognize Taylor's achievements this year. What do you guys think of the video? I think it's freaking hilarious. It is really funny. Do you know what amazed me with the video? What caught me off guard is now. I was at work when the video came out, so I couldn't watch it immediately, but I did see a bunch of memes and stuff like that, and I thought the memes were making fun of the video, and then I realized, like, Scott Borchetta actually, like, it's bleeped, but actually drops an F-bomb in it. Yes, no, he totally does. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, he totally does. It's great. It's, like, it's awesome. And she's like, oh my god, this is so funny. No, it's definitely one of the best. It's... Taylor, it's just Taylor being Taylor. It's really funny. So, And I think that that's actually going to be really good for her because, like, people see her as this, you know, perfect, like, she does no nothing wrong. But, like, I think that this really just shows her and her element, and that's, that's very good for showing her for Entertainer of the Year because Entertainer of the Year is not just about album that she produced or song that she came out with or whatever. Like, it's about her as a person. And I think that this video can really help for that. Well, authenticity and transparency are one of the best sales pitches ever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, letting people get to know you is the best way. And that's been Taylor's strategy from the very beginning. Actually, in fact, if you remember all the way back, what episode are we on? 125? Go back 105 episodes to episode 20. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? Seems crazy. How do you remember this, Steve? You're not Steve. How do you remember this? You Adam? seriously have Steve on the brain. Steve Borchetta, Steve, Steve instead of Adam. Like, I missed him. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um. Anyway, my phone's <laughs> beeping over here. If you guys heard that, I'm sorry. I just silenced it. <laughs> How professional, Adam. I know. I'm sorry. But anyway, if you go back 105 <laughs> episodes to episode 20, we had Rick Barker on as a special guest who was Taylor's manager way back in the day, many, many years ago. And even dating all the way back to Taylor's early days, 
he said the same thing. He he's like Taylor lets people get to know her, and that's why she's so relatable and and you know love her. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sorry I interrupted your news, Sammy. What else is going <laughs> on? Um, the ACMs will air on Sunday, April 6th on CBS. Taylor is nominated for Entertainer of the Year. Voting opens on March 24th at VoteACM.com. Female Vocalist of the Year and Single Record of the Year, Video of the Year, and Vocal Event of the Year for Highway Don't Care. Taylor won International Artist of the Year at the 2014 CMC Awards in Australia. Taylor did not attend the awards in person, but she did thank the fans via video. You can watch her acceptance speech at taylortalk.org slash episode 125. Yeah. Also, make sure you are constantly voting for Taylor for the Kid Choice Awards and the iHeartRadio Music Awards, which we will link in the show notes at taylortalk.org slash 125. Despite all this award show news, Taylor doesn't have a lot going on at the moment, despite what her shirt would say, or does she? (laughs) (laughs) This week, Taylor posted a photo on Instagram saying she spent a day cooking with her quote-unquote hero, Ina Garten, the author and TV show host of the TV show Barefoot Contessa Cookbooks and TV show on Food Network. Uh, Food Network. Inga posted on her blog, just another day at the office. Taylor Swift came to cook with me. Oh my God. We're doing a photo shoot for Food Network magazine and together we're making my mustard roasted fish and mixed berry pavlova. She's a great cook. Uh, she's such a great cook, and we have an absolute blast together. Hope you love making these recipes recipes as much as we did. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to try what she made in the kitchen. Um, what is mixed berry pavlova? It's a have meringue-based dessert. <laughs> Steve, are you sitting around watching shows on the Food Network? I've seen her show. Actually, Me her too. Show, her show is pretty cool because she is so like laid back about Yeah. Her whole cooking, like a lot of cooking shows, people are real hyper and everything. She's so laid back about it. And it's like she reminds me of a more laid back version of Julia Childs. Like it's that kind of style. But like she's a little bit more calm than Julia Childs was. Right. Um, But to answer your question, Adam, Pavlo is a meringue based dessert named after the Russian ballet dancer Anna Pavlova. Oh, thank you for reading off of Wikipedia. For us. <laughs> Basically, it's a meringue pie. <laughs> okay. So what was the – does anyone know what the purpose of this was? Like, is Taylor going to be on her show, or is she going to appear in the magazine? Is she going to appear in a cookbook? Like, what's going I on? I think it's the magazine. I think she was doing a photo shoot with the magazine. Like, it'll have the recipes and then, like, an interview with her and then pictures of her cooking with Ina. Okay, I gotcha. That like, she'll probably be, cool. be on the cover of it. Of course she will Maybe. because that's what sells magazines. Put Taylor Swift on the cover of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying that magazine, and I never buy Food Network magazine, but I will be buying that magazine. Point in case. <laughs> so thank you for reading that news, Sammy, and filling in for Diane there, who is out of town right now. I'm sorry I butchered it. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I don't know, I think you might have to replace her permanently. <laughs> um, I think maybe not if I'm calling Scott Borchetta Steve Borchetta. <laughs> and calling me okay Steve also. Uh, yes. I, uh, to, truth be told, Sammy, I know that uh, Diane's listening right now, and that's the reason I'm heckling her right now. Fair enough. Fair I enough. thought it would well, be Well, we fun. do miss you, Diane, and we hope you come back soon. She'll be back next week and back Can to I reading Can I do my tour news. update now, or are you going to just keep interrupting me? I... <laughs> Diane would never so give me yes? attitude like that. <laughs> well, that's the difference between me and Diane is that I can give you attitude. Mm. Okay, Diane gets the segment back next week. <laughs> 
Um, so the Red Tour Manila sold out in less than two hours, and Tokyo goes on sale on March 29th. Um, this week was also the one-year anniversary of the first Red Tour show in Omaha, Nebraska. On Twitter, T-Swift on tour, us, me, with my friends, <laughs> um, we all invite you to do the Red Tour tag on YouTube or on your blog or on your Tumblr or however you want to do it. Um, I will have Adam link my Red Tour tag in the show notes so you can see the questions and you can answer it yourself. Tweet them to us so we can see your memories and share them with everybody else. Hey. So are you starting a hashtag? Is that what's happening? No. No, it's a Red Tour tag is on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. Okay. It's a YouTube tag. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I, I was only link. half paying attention after you insulted yeah, me. Clearly. I didn't want to listen to you Clearly. Anymore. It's okay. <laughs> I'll send you the link so you can see it for yourself, Adam. Okay. I'm just giving you a hard okay. time. Don't worry about I it. I know. No, thank you, though, Sammy, for being able to do both of those segments this week. That was very appreciated. Welcome. Not a problem. For our main discussion, we, we're going to have an interesting discussion here. It's <laughs> it's a song that is one of Taylor's lesser-known songs that we decided to chat about this week. came in as a special request from at Evan Holmquist on Twitter. He wanted us to talk about Cold As You. And I say this is going to be interesting because Evan, prior to, was kind of heckling me because this is a slow song and it's pretty well known that I don't like slow songs, even the Taylor Swift ones. I think this is your theme song, though. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Steve, why don't you miss a few more weeks? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I will. No, no, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. I can do it. Although you Please are going to be gone next week, right? Yes. Guess where Steve's <laughs> going to be, Sammy? Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're here recording about Taylor Swift, talking about Taylor Swift. He's going to be in her city. You L- lucky guy. Maybe she'll be there. Are you going to see Demi? Uh, actually, I don't think I will. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to, but there's there's so much stuff going on while I'm down Except there, you but... know that because if you don't go see Demi, that Taylor will go. And if you do go see Demi, Demi Taylor won't go. <laughs> is that how it is? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Taylor just shows up where Steve is not. If, like, if she knows he's hey, she's be do- she's been doing it to me all week. She was in New York when I wasn't in New York City, and then when I was in New York City, she wasn't in New York City. It was a mess. I was very mad. That's because they can't have the two of you in the same city at the same Clearly time. Clearly not. kind of like, like Clark Kent Superman kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my secret. I'm Taylor. Disclaimer. Sammy is not <laughs> actually Taylor Swift. Spoiler alert, I am. Disclaimer, Sammy is not actually Taylor Swift. So, Spoiler alert, she is. <laughs> Dang it, Steve! <laughs> All right, so Disclaimer, how about that, how about that main not. discussion, Adam? How's that uh, that's what I was just getting into, and you guys wouldn't let me. I was trying. I was trying there. So, Cold Is You, uh, right off the bat, what do you guys think of it? I actually like it. I can throw that around often, you know, just as much as I insulted you with it. You know, I've I always gone, think of people like that, you know? I've gone back and forth with it. When I first heard it, I wasn't crazy about it, and then it grew on me, and then I was, like, obsessed with it, and then I kind of forgot about it, and then she sang it as a secret song in St. Louis, and I was like, oh, I forgot I love this song. Well, we'll get to that later, Sammy, the, the fact that she used it as a secret <laughs> song. But just real quick, coming from the words of Taylor on what the song is about, I wrote this song with Liz, referring to, I would imagine, to Liz Rose. I would think so. Who she wrote a lot of her early songs with. Uh, So I wrote this song with Liz, and I think the lyrics to this song are some of the best we've ever written. 
It's about that moment where you realize someone isn't all who you thought they were, and that you've been trying to make excuses for someone who doesn't deserve them, and that some people are just never going to love you. We were halfway through writing this when I started singing, and now that I'm sitting here thinking it through, I've never been anywhere cold as you. Isn't that interesting that the like the main line came about like halfway through the writing process? Yeah. Plus that line just gives me the shivers when you when Yeah, you say seriously. That. I gave you the shivers, Steve. <laughs> well, not your your particular enunciation of it, but just in general, that line <laughs> just is like boom. Well, and I just, just thought like, that was very interesting because I'm wondering what her writing process was through this song where I mean, that's sort of the central theme of the song, hence the yeah, name I being Cold liked As to You. Hear the song. What exactly yeah. was she writing about before she actually came up with that yeah. central theme? Well, I mean, you can start any part in the song. You don't have to start with, you know, the chorus or anything like that. You can start with just little bits and pieces and start putting it together. I mean, I'm not a songwriter, but... No, but I, I mean, she could have even written the music first and just had, like, the, the you know, the the chords running all the way through it and then at some point that line got stuck in her head and she found a place for it right and then it became the the title and all that other yeah yeah i don't know it's 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 hard to say but that's it's interesting that kind of the main theme of the song is kind of the last part that came about i agree with you yeah well i think something that's funny about that line as long as we're getting into some of the lyrics and the songwriting and things like that is when she told rolling stone magazine that this is her favorite song in the album saying the hook is I've never been anywhere cold as you, which is the line we were just discussing. She said, I love a line in a song where afterward you're just like burn. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that line, I think Steve, that's where the chills come from that you were talking about is it's got that like zing to it. You're like, well, I've never been cold as you. Whoa. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. In Steve's face. Yeah. <laughs> burn. Burn. Picture to burn. <laughs> oh, no, that's a different song. But bringing it back around to what Evan said about me not liking the song, and he's right that I don't like slow songs, but this is actually a really cool song lyrically. Yeah. So I, I do have that to say about it. I do think it's very cool lyrically. Taylor's best written song, like she – felt it was i think that's tough to say maybe I mean, at it's the not, time it's, it was i am not gonna lie it's not my favorite song on the album i think it's an amazing song but when i am you know thinking of my favorite songs on the album this is not one that comes immediately to mind but that's just me no you're right it, it doesn't come to mind for me either and it's just but also my favorite song off of taylor uh, taylor swift is not you know one that you know, was like a single or anything. So I can kind of appreciate where she was coming from saying that this was her favorite song in the album because, you know, my brain doesn't go to like teardrops or our song. It just doesn't either, you know? But she said beyond, well, beyond it being her favorite, what, what else did she say? I just said it two seconds ago and then I lost the quote. The hook one or the other one? Oh, the just saying one? it was her favorite song. Okay. That, yeah. That's it. Saying it was, oh, sorry. Um, whether or not it's her best written song is what I was wondering. And I think at the time it may have well been because if we look in at, to some mm. of the specific lyrics, um, Sammy, you and I, before this episode went through yeah. and just like 
started bolding lyrics through here. That... I think it has very strong lyrics, but I think there there are a lot of other songs on Taylor Swift, um, even songs that people kind of overlook. To me, some of their lines jump out at me, like "Tied Together with a Smile" is one of my all time favorite Taylor Swift songs, and those lyrics just jump out at me. And these ones do too, but. Personally, I prefer Tied Together with a Smile over this. But is that as lyrically complex? Because, you know, we always talk about how Taylor is like the queen of metaphors and finding the most creative ways to say certain things. I mean, things. It's, it's definitely not, but I don't know that that means that it's her... I mean, I guess technically that means it's her best written song, but, I mean, your opinion of a best written song is different than everybody else's, you know? I and guess. so is hers. So I, is hers. I mean, I guess you should define what you know where these opinions come from in my mind because this isn't necessarily a song i relate to and likewise a lot of taylor songs are not ones i relate to personally because i haven't experienced those same things in my life i haven't ever experienced being a heartbroken female you know what i mean (laughs) i I probably never will uh actually i definitely never will i don't think you will adam so that's an different conversation (laughs) (laughs) thanks sammy but so i guess i look for different things i look for like the complexity in lyrics and finding creative ways to say something and you know one of the things i really like about the early taylor writing is just the visuals that she can provide through metaphor and i think that and i think how raw and honest she was in her first album like she put herself out there in that album like not a lot of artists do that in their first album. It's usually very, like, conformed and very, like, this is me. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of the songs on Taylor Swift are honestly the opposite of that. And not that she's kind of stopped doing that, because I think a lot of songs on Red are very raw and honest, too. But I think for a first album, that was very different and a very interesting decision for her to do. And I think this is one of the songs like that, that she just put herself out there. And was like, you know what, this is what we're going to write about. We're not going to write about, this is me, blah, 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 blah. No, that's right. She definitely put herself out there. And that's why, you know, I think this album took off. Because it is relatable to people like you, Sammy, who may have experienced some of the things. But, you know, for people like me, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is but why I wanted still... to look at some of yeah. the specific lyrics that yeah. that I liked, that you liked. Maybe we'll find lyrics Steve likes. Who knows? Because Steve Maybe. is... Yeah been sitting there quiet but i mean the first one i noticed what i was getting at earlier the way she can paint a picture in your head through her use of like metaphor and things like that is uh when she says what a rainy ending given to a perfect day and you see what i'm saying how it's like she's painting a picture in your head because you picture the gloom of a rainy day where a lot of other artists who aren't nearly as creative with the way they word things might have said like there was a bad ending to a perfect day yeah you know, like, if I was writing the song, that's what I would say. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Oh, now Sammy has nothing to say. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm not there with you. I mean, I, I do like that, like that quote, but yes, I can see what you're talking about with the, with the metaphor. Well, then, I think that, what lyric jumps out to you then, Sammy, if, if that wasn't um, a good choice for you? <laughs> well, I particularly, like, you put up walls and paint them all a shade of gray. Um, you mean, I like, the it's... pre-everything has changed? Yeah, the pre-everything is changed, the pre-dear-John, um, the pre-red, the pre-17-other-thousand like 17 other thousand songs that Taylor's written that she talks about shades of gray. Like, it's really interesting to me that she uses that comparison as much as she does, and we don't really think about it. 
with like the walls specifically because i mean the line from everything has changed and all my walls stood tall painted blue so it's like still the walls are the physical object yep. that you're picturing in your head and the color is what's changing and i think it's interesting because colors do tend to elicit like a strong emotional response depending on what color it is and gray has always been associated with gloom absolutely and you know it's interesting too i'm glad that you're here sammy because <laughs> when red first came out we were doing an analysis on the song red because red i think was one of the singles released before the actual album right yeah it was yeah, yeah. and we were talking about it i brought in uh information from a psychology website about the way colors relate to different feelings and, and things like that. And everyone else was making fun of me. They're like, I don't think it tailors that deep, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I don't even <laughs> remember who was on that panel, but um, I, it definitely wasn't Sammy and Steve. I don't think you were there either. Were you? I don't believe so. No, no, but <laughs> I think there is something very powerful to the way she Absolutely. uses colors. Absolutely. I mean, Taylor oh. even says that in her opening red speech that, you know, the way that colors, on her album like they all reflect different things so like red can mean passion and excitement but it can also mean anger and and rage and all these things like and a tour and a tour and an album and my entire wardrobe over the past two years (laughs) (laughs) steve what have you got Uh, you've been Uh, quiet I, i got another walls for you before we, we stop talking about the walls. Yeah, let's stay to the walls <laughs> if you want to talk about the walls, Steve. I just want to hear from How you. How about long live the walls that we crash through? Uh, oh, oh, good job, Steve. So there's another walls one. Obviously, that's long live for anybody that didn't get there. But um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the walls seem to be a popular thing. So I'm good with I, that. I feel walls like Taylor uses them as a metaphor that she kind of like sees them you know, people use walls to protect themselves. And they use them as, or they serve as barriers through walls. so people yeah. can't get in. Yeah. You know, and I think that an, another one in the earlier part of the song that stands up to me is, so I start a fight because I need to feel something. And something that dawned on me as I was listening to this song, because I haven't heard it in almost a year, um, I find, like, I kind of feel like there's an interesting connection between this song and Tied Together with a Smile. And, you know, I'm obsessed with Tied Together with a Smile, but... You know, Taylor in the second verse of Tied Together with Smile um, talks about giving your love away, like giving out your love like it's extra change, um, but he leaves it out like a penny in the rain. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think it's kind of interesting that she's talking about, you know, even that quote and towards the end when she's like, and I know you wouldn't have told nobody if I died, died, died for you. Um, I think it's, you know, I kind of wonder if the song is taken from the perspective of the second verse of tied together with smile and singing about that relationship that that girl and tied together with smile had with the boy in the song you know what i'm talking about okay this is gonna sound like a really really dumb question because i should probably know it but i'm having a brain fart tied together Mm -hmm. with a smile which album taylor swift it's track seven this is track five so i mean it is it is very possible but that it's a it's the same story then just different perspectives yeah yeah and I kind of because like the time that. frame will be the same. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would, you know, absolutely. And I think that that kind of makes, for me anyway, it gives "Cold as You" another level to the song because not only is it about the boy and girl relationship, but then it can also be about the the situation that the girls in and tied together with a smile, which just makes this whole song like even more emotional because she's struggling with so many things. 
Well, do you know what else I like about that line, Sammy, too, is, like, it, it's an interesting sign of a very toxic relationship. Yes. In the sense that it's like, I start a fight because I need to feel something. It's like there's nothing there, so you're desperately clinging, like, I need something. And you're yeah. willing to even start a fight, which is a negative emotion, just to hold on. Does that make sense? You see where I'm coming it from? It totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a very bizarre uh, sort of feeling there. Yeah. You know what's... I don't know if... you... What? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you guys have nothing to say on that, something that's funny later in the song. What? Because this is one of my, well, less preferred to listen to songs. <laughs> I was just... I know exactly what you're going to say, and I was going to say what you're going to say. Go, why don't you go ahead, Sammy? <laughs> Um, well, we were going through the quotes earlier, and I highlighted, you can come away with a great little story of a mess of a dreamer with the nerve to adore you, and Adam paused the song, and he goes, is that where that line comes from? And I go, yeah. And he goes, because everybody and their mother has a Twitter name, a mess of a dreamer. I never knew what song he came from. That's true. I feel terrible. I'm like, where did this come from? Because so many people have that name on Twitter. Yep. Like, mess of yep. a dreamer. There it is, Adam. It's, su- it's such there a great group is. of words, though. It really is. I mean, yeah, it's really, it's sense. very brilliantly written. This whole song is very brilliantly written. And I think the more you dissect it, the more you kind of get that. And one of Absolutely. the lines that's interesting to me is the no use defending words that you will never say. Mm. And I, I tried to, at first I kind of just glanced over that line because it didn't really kind of like, out too much to me but i'm wondering like no use defending the words that you will never say so i'm thinking it could be like something i love you yeah that's that's where i go with that also that's exactly what i thought i think you're spot on steve so like you think that he's kind of like defending oh i i you know you know how i feel about you you know how i feel about you but he'll never actually say i love you because that's just the way that it works yeah yep boom Boom. Boom. Right on the money. Fair point, Steve. We're all in agreement. That's great. I think it's also very interesting that this is one of Taylor's earlier songs, and there are a few songs like this. The one that stands out in my head, it's Picture to Burn, that she, quote-unquote, curses in. And when the lucky one came out and she said hell and the lucky one, everyone was like, oh, my God, she's so grown up. But she kind of was saying bad words in the first album, too. It depends, though. Adam, you know this one, right? No, what one? About about the uh, the swear words in the first album, the edited version of "Picture to Burn." Yeah, there was something. There was like the, the original version of Taylor Swift. Version. Then there was the deluxe version of Taylor Swift, and, and then, then they the, actually came yeah. out with a third version, which is the one you can get currently. That's basically a hybrid of those two. Yeah, right. It has the radio edits for. Is it cold as you then? Is this is no? It this I don't know that cold as you was ever on the it, radio. Picture to burn was a single though, and they have a radio edit for picture to burn. But there were two songs that they changed. Yeah, out. what was the other song? I think Not it actually gonna... was cold as you. It's possible. I don't remember. They, we'll you have to never look that did, up. did give somebody a darn tell us, thing, honey. Well, you know what? I might have. Does it say on the album? Because I have the album itself in my desk drawer here. It should. <laughs> Which version do you have? Uh, all of them. <laughs> No, seriously, I have all of them. I have the original, I have the original deluxe, and I have the hybrid version. Uh, But I I don't think it says hybrid version on it. It No, it doesn't doesn't say say hybrid version. That's what I'm calling it. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing about that, though, is it's not my desk. He drives a hybrid. 
I don't drive a hybrid. <laughs> I drive an electric car, Steve. Say it's not a hybrid. Um, anyway, <laughs> now that we're all completely distracted and uh, off topic. Well, I was there. just trying to build some time so you could get the thing out of your desk and figure Hold it out. Hold on, I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it. Oh, she's Googling Sammy's it. Sammy's Googling I don't know that it's going to come up, though. Steve, I don't know where it is, actually. It was in my drawer, all these versions, and now I have no clue where they went. <laughs> I, I really think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and say it was picture to burn. They changed for the radio edit. It was definitely picture to burn. Now on picture to burn, is that the one where she said, "I'll yeah. tell mine," or that's yes. "I'll tell mine you're gay"? And yes, that's not even swearing. Like, what was wrong with that? I guess well, it's no, not but people correct. were very offended by it's it. It's not politically correct to say such a thing. But I still sing it that way, and I love all my friends. You can love whoever you want. That could be a different conversation. Yeah, but, but what about uh, better than revenge? She's better known for the things that she does on the mattress. Like Taylor has said far more controversial things than yeah, the but that the song also wasn't on the radio. Yeah, in a song. Yeah, but they that did song it on, they did it on the on Speak the Now tour, though, Sammy. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. It was pretty, yeah. I think we've derailed part but of it. But there are stuff. even worse songs like the aforementioned unreleased songs that she says worse things on. Sammy, those don't exist. Yes. <laughs> Every time. Nope, they don't exist. Don't exist. No. So what about the secret message of this song while well, Sammy's looking that up? Time to let go. Let go of what? Let go of what, um, Taylor? A dirty, not a dirty, um, a poisonous relationship. Yep. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I, I think that's it because, like, what we were talking about with the line, so I start a fight because I need to feel something. That's part of the reason I pointed out. I think that's an indicator of a toxic relationship because time to let it, time to let go as the secret message is just that, time to let go of that relationship. Yeah. I think she like after writing the song she she realized that it was over that there was you know she had gotten her you know catharticism or whatever that word is through the song and she didn't need it anymore. Right. Now what almost I don't want to say it bothers me about this secret message but something that keeps it vague is this doesn't give any sort of indication as to who the song's about which we I, I feel like this this song is so old that we don't really know who this song is about it's just about some high school guy i mean this song was written in like 2006 2005 like i think it's a bit too old for us to know i think you're right i i think because uh if i remember correctly taylor did say something about how you know just the whole hometown thing it's someone from her hometown yeah because she was talking about how they like to gossip and you know she even quoted saying there are definitely a few more people who think that i've written songs about them than there actually are i thought that was a very interesting quote in regards to this song yeah so there's actually people who are like taylor's written a song about me and uh she hasn't yeah well, do you think that this is one that uh, affected Taylor herself, or was this just something she observed? Because this is kind of slightly common, you know, how this this theme of, of what this is, where you have a relationship where one of the people in the relationship is just really not, not into it, not caring, just, you know, just kind of stringing it along when really it, it should be over, and the other person is just hoping that they'll come around and then they never do and then finally they let go and yeah i think that's definitely possible that this is just a scenario that she saw play out with you know a friend or someone in high school 
Well, it's possible because I mean, fifteen is about a, a situation with Abigail, not herself. Right. Yeah. But well, I mean, this one though is specifically a lot of I stuff through it. You know, she says I this th- that kind of thing. So it's almost more yeah, like that's in the true. first person. But that doesn't mean that it truly is Taylor in this case. To be honest, though, Steve, my gut tells me this is personal experience. Okay. I, I don't know what it is specifically. I'm, yeah, I'm trying I kind to of think agree. about it and pinpoint, but I do feel like this one is about Taylor. I think it probably has to do with the fact that, in my opinion at least, her better written songs are ones about experiences that she has gone through personally. Versus just observing in general. Yeah. Because I think yeah. she's just more inspired on that type of song. And I think that there are probably a lot of songs that she wrote from the second, per- second person, you know, like, you did this, you did that, you know, but they actually probably are still about her. I mean, obviously not all of them can be about her because no one can experience every single one of these situations in a given lifetime. But I think a lot of the songs, especially this one, are probably about from a personal situation with her. Sammy, has Google failed you? Yeah, Google (laughs) failed me. Everything just came up as picture to burn, which we all knew. Oh, okay. I, I'm so sorry. if anybody knows, tweet us. Let <laughs> us know what the edited version of Cold As You is. <laughs> is that I, the, or, or, that, wait, that wasn't the question. Though. The question no, was, or whatever the other On, on the hybrid version, as is. Is, is Adam likes to say, there were two edits that were done. Which two songs? Obviously, Picture to Burn, we know is one. What is the second song? Yeah. And I think Cold As You. That's what Steve thinks. That's what I think. I'm going to get in my Steve car said. tomorrow, and ha. Cold As You is going to be on the radio, and I'm going to be like, Steve, it was edited, and text him at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, Steve, <laughs> Steve, I found it. Okay, then, Tammy. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> That's how I roll. Now, getting back to the song, uh, I hinted earlier, Sammy, you started to touch on the fact that it was used as a secret song on tour. Mm-hmm. Now, that came as a result of so many requests. There were a ton of people requesting this song, which I find very interesting because it is, in fact, one of her lesser-known songs. Then she finally sang it, and people are like, uh... And then Nobody knew that it. resulted in us getting our song 17 and a half times. <laughs> which is a good song. Oh, it's a great song. I'm not hating on our song. Don't tweet me saying I'm hating on our song. I love our song. Well, here's the question I'm getting at, though, is, okay, that pretty much, in my mind, the way I see that scenario is, okay, a group of Taylor's biggest hardcore passionate fans really wanted this song as a secret song, but the concert attendees tend to be more of Taylor's general fans than her hardcore I think it was also just the wrong concert for her to do it at. I mean, it was done at the the second night of St. Louis. It was the fourth show of the tour. Like, if she had sang this in Nashville, the second, the first, second, or third night in Nashville, it would have had a completely different reaction. It's true. Well, like, here, that's... Uh, sorry, I was just going to say the question, though. That's not what I was getting at, was was not necessarily the timing, because I think you're right. Maybe one of the finale shows, she would have had more of her more passionate fans there, larger group yeah. of them that would have been familiar. But Ooh, careful on the words there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I say? Well, you're more talking passionate. about more passionate fans, and I would have to say St. Louis would have passionate fans. Yeah, they were pretty passionate fans. That was a fun, fun show. Okay, that's that's not necessarily what I'm getting at. I'm, I guess I'm getting at. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at. <laughs> think, think about your words there for a second. 
Well, if Sammy hadn't gotten me off my train of thought there, and I could have just asked the question in the first place, then I okay. Ask your question. Ask your question. Okay, the question is: Is what about this song made everybody want to request it? The fact that it was an old song that it was it's relatable. It's very relatable. Um, It wasn't a single. Um, But then, why didn't they sing along? Because they didn't know the words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or they just wanted to hear Taylor sing it. That too, that too. Right? Yeah, yeah, I could go with that. I, I try not to sing along. I, I Sometimes I do certain I mean, songs, it's also, but... I mean, I was there. I was in St. Louis when she sang it, and the audience was definitely singing along. Singing along. It's not, it was not as loud as it would have been if it was, like, our song. But it was, it was quite loud. I think people kind of over-exaggerated it. Um, and I think that I wasn't in when they sang, um, Hey, Steven in uh, yeah, what's up? Oklahoma. I wasn't there either. Um, but I feel like that that's kind of, that could have been the situation because, you know, from firsthand experience, people were singing it. They knew the words, but they also wanted to hear Taylor. I mean, I was singing very quietly because I wanted to hear, hear, hear Taylor, but I knew the words. Okay. I'll take okay. that answer. There's your answer. It was a bad question to ask. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 so putting on our director's hat my favorite part of our song analyses especially for songs that don't have their own existing music video steve looking yes. through the camera lens how do you see this song you know what i, I see some uh some different things there's another line that is kind of a questionable line uh the counted all the scars you made now, I'm assuming that's either physical scars or emotional scars. I'd say I'm emotional. Hoping, I'm hoping <sighs> emotional. I don't think but, anybody has beaten Taylor. No, <laughs> I'm not going with that. But if we're going back with my same, you know, the tied together with a smile scenario, it could be physical scars. Right. I mean, it it's, it's open to that kind of interpretation, I believe. You know, just based off of that line. Um, I just see it as... I'm going to go with a non-physical abusive relationship kind of thing, but, you know, just one that you can see that the female is, is totally in love with the, the male. Actually, I guess this could be either way, though. This could actually be a guy, too, right? That he could be the one that's being emotionally scarred Ooh. by a female. I'm going to mix it up. Interesting, Steve. I'll mix it up. Go but, for it, Steve. Mix it up. That, that, that's what I'm going to try. All right, Steve, tell us about your video then. My video would be two people, one that is madly in love and one that just doesn't seem to care. You know, it's kind of when it's convenient. That's that's what it seems to be where it's like, oh, well, it's convenient to be around you now, but otherwise I don't even care about you. That That's what I see. And, and you just see the one person continue to try to, you know, they're clinging on to, to what little relationship that's, you know, there. And then finally, at the end, that they kind of figure it out and boom, you know, move on. Okay. Well, Steve, going off your theory and taking the physically abusive route, it could almost be along the lines of, I knew you were trouble. Okay. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Do you remember oh. that? Was it, yeah, that oh. it was, I knew you were trouble, right? The one uh, Yeah. where she's like out in the desert mm-hmm. at the end like of the party. all by herself there, yeah going something Mm -hmm. similar like that that was definitely a bit more uh what's the word i'm looking for it was more 
I can't think of the word right now, but like mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out, you know how like most of her, her things are all fairy tale ish. And then right. this one was like a guy's beating her up. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't think of the word. What's the word? I uh, will think of the word. I don't, I, I don't know. My, my version's more of like Katy Perry's part of me. That that's kind of the way I would. Oh yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that video. What's that like? Well, that not particularly that video, but the same sort of theme where it's, you know, there's a, one of the the people in the relationship is really kind of just, you know, the the other person was madly in love and it just just didn't work. Okay. So, Sammy, what about you? If you had to put your director's hat on and you were Honestly, and I'm going to get hate for this and I do really apologize, but this is not a reflection on my opinion of the song. I don't see this song as a music video. I just don't. I feel like it's too personal of a song to reflect in to one scenario in a music video um i feel like that she knows that it is too personal of a song i feel like she knows that it can mean different things for different people whether you know it's you know a guy like steve in his scenario having a relationship with a girl like that or you know the girl in that reflects that relates to tied together with a smile or whatever it is i feel like it's just too personal of a song to make into a music video and I feel like that's kind of my same opinion with um, All Too Well. I think it's just too personal of a song to make into a music video. So I mean she's going to perform it at the Grammys then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's going to perform it for the hardcore fans um, and whoever that may be. And, you know, let them appreciate the song and appreciate the amazingness that her, you know, very simple performance would be. But I don't see a music video for it. Well, I don't hate on you for that, Sammy, because I have trouble coming up with an idea for a music video also. I was trying to play off of Steve's thoughts, but I was doing that rather unsuccessfully. Yeah, I, that's one thing. You, no one should ever play off of my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't work. Yeah, well, Steve's thoughts are just so profound that we the rest of us can't live up to the way Steve thinks. Well, that's Pretty what I've much. been building up over these missing episodes. We're probably nobody even noticed that I was gone from it. I did. I did. Okay. Uh, But just reading through the lyrics again, I just don't see how to make a music video out Mm -hmm. of it other than taking the obvious literal approach and just what she describes, just putting that on screen. And I feel like that, like, that this song calls for something not better than that, but more in-depth than that because of how emotional this song is and i just i just don't see how 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 i could how anyone could do that i mean if someone wants to do it someone wants to do it and i think steve's opinion is great but i have a new opinion i changed my opinion (laughs) don't change your opinion no i got a new opinion okay go ahead is it new same (sighs) opinion as ours no it's it's totally okay then you can have a new opinion okay here's my new opinion my new version of the music video is a painting Okay. And it changes with the lines. Like so it's kind inst- of more like a lyric video than anything kinda else? Kind of like a lyric video, but like, so for instance, uh, when a rainy ending given to a perfect day. So you see like this perfect like sunset and everything else like that. And all of a sudden you just see it switch over and, you know, all sorts of rain coming down on the canvas and such. Do you know Something what that reminds me of, Steve? What's that? Have you ever seen those videos or even in person with those people that do sand art where they 
start with just uh it's like just an empty thing of sand you know just flat sand and they draw pictures in the sand and the picture evolves like they start with one picture and then they add more onto it and it changes into a completely different picture and they just keep changing it Uh, that would that would be cool you know because there's other great lines you know uh with the you put up walls and then obviously it would make little walls there and then it would uh you know paint everything a shade of gray and then the other line right after that and i stood there loving you and you know at at that point in time you'd have it like everything that's on the screen there just kind of gets washed away Mm. well i don't think and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong i'm trying to rack my brain on this i don't think taylor has done an animated video before music video but this would be not a music video lyric videos she has but not music videos but well, lyric Cause, videos. Because like the lyric, so, like the lyric sort of, because those are lyrics. Th- that's not really animated necessarily with character. And when I say animated, I'm not talking about cheesy cartoon like The <laughs> Simpsons. You know, I- I'm talking about like something more, like sort of like pastel looking, like Steve that was saying, like a painting, mm-hmm. rather than like acting and like having like the the animation part be like a moving picture, not like a stupid like Disney cartoon. Not that Disney's stupid, but you know. Right, right. That's what I thought. But that's that actually idea, that could Steve. be interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Steve's got his creative hat on uh, today. Yeah. Me and Sam I hadn't thought about that. Like, oh, it shouldn't be a music video. <laughs> I, I kind of. I'm just gonna throw one other little piece out there. I kind of think of it as done in kind of a Van Gogh sort of painting. If you wanna, yeah, I can see that. Like with the dot, the dot thing. Yeah. Like have you have you ever seen like the the Starry Night painting? Yes. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of, and that's kind of how it would flow through the video and sort. Yeah, that could be interesting. I mean, I still don't know that I personally could see a music video, but, like, I do like that idea a lot, actually. I like it better than my first idea, but... Mm. I mean, you could incorporate your first idea with that idea and still have the boy be the victim, that's just true. in the in the, in the the images. I'm just trying to mix stuff up here tonight, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, well we missed good. you, so you're allowed to make stuff up, as long as it's educated guesses. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you both for your perspectives on uh, Cold as You there. Are so, we going to rate the song? Because yes, people I'm, yell at us when I'm we trying, don't. Sammy doesn't even, like, she just, before I even get it out, wow. I just, she's like. She just, she wants to be the host. She's she's working <laughs> her way up this ladder. And no, then going to, like, kick no. you off for the end of it, and then, psh, I know Sammy's got a secret plot to just take over everything in the Taylor Swift fan world. Like she started with T Swift on tour, now yep, she's like this, and then and then Taylor Nation, and then soon Taylor herself. I'm just gonna take over and do everything. <laughs> Yay! Alrighty. No. Then. So Sammy, <laughs> except no. Sammy, ranking it on a scale of one to thirteen, how would you rate this song? Uh, probably like a like a eleven or twelve. It's a it's a very well written song. It's very emotional. It's it has its own imagery that you know I can see the song in my head. I think it's a beautiful song, even though it's slow. Um, definitely like an eleven or a twelve. I would go. I'd probably go with a twelve. Okay, Steve. I'm going to go with a twelve also, and the only reason that I would knock it down one point from a thirteen would be the playability i just don't play it as much as some of the other songs that i like mm, yeah same but i do play it and i do like it a lot so mm-hmm. it's up there mm-hmm. see i have two different scores as i always do the fact that uh, going off of steve's playability 
I don't play this song at all ever because it's slow and I don't like slow songs. But lyrically, accounting for the time period, especially the fact that Taylor was a teenager, so you're talking early young Taylor, like the lyrics are just genius. So lyrically, I'd have to give it like in that 12 range, like you guys, as far as like listening to it and stuff like that, eh, I'll be generous, give it like a six. But reading it as a poem, you like to do that with Taylor Swift songs. I yeah. do. I do. I'm surprised you met, uh, remembered that, Steve. Because I remember stuff. Because we have that certain bromance, you know. Uh, <laughs> I want your bad, want your bad bromance. <laughs> Steve, would you like Sammy to step out of the room for a minute? <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not even in the same room, so that doesn't really. Steve, yeah, stop. you're breaking Steve, the illusion. Yeah, you're you're killing the illusion. We're all in like the Taylor Talk Studio right now. I am in Taylor Talk Studio B. Okay, Steve's in Taylor Talk Studio B. Sammy and Adam are in Studio A. Except not. <laughs> all right. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that discussion. Thank you to Evan Holmquist for requesting it. Uh, I hope we did it justice for you, Evan. I hope uh, you enjoyed the discussion. Moving on to our mini segments, Steve. Why don't you give us the very first one? You've you've been gone a couple weeks. I think it's only fair. Okay. All right. The first one comes from Twitter, from All in My Head thirteen, and it's you know you're a Swifty when if ever you rate something, you put it on a scale one to thirteen, always. <laughs> we just did that. We, we did. <laughs> I wonder where you got that idea from. All I, I would 13. rate that particular submission a thirteen out of thirteen. Me too. <laughs> okay, Sammy, next one. Um, the next one is from Emmy Jank. I don't know where. I'm gonna go with Twitter. Uh, uh you know you're that, Swift. That is Twitter. Yes. It doesn't say it. it How has am I a supposed picture to know? Of her face. So you can have a profile picture on Taylor Ta- uh, Taylor Connect, can't you? There is the at sign at Taylor Swift thirteen. That would mean Twitter. <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know you're a Swifty when you watch the Jeopardy from two thirteen and you get all of the Taylor Swift questions without missing a beat yeah yeah they were really easy i'm assuming that's referring to i'm not familiar with the date february 13th but i'm assuming that's referring to the jeopardy episode where there was a taylor swift category yeah it is it is yeah those was those were pretty easy or was it from real jeopardy yeah they were real jeopardy had a taylor swift category that's what real jeopardy had a taylor swift category oh that's what we're oh, talking we're not, about, Steve. We're not talking about our episode of Jeopardy. No, we're no, talking no, no. about real okay. Alex Trebek Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Next one. Lena emailed us and said, you know you're Swifty when you are driving through Nashville for a soccer tournament seven hours one way with no Taylor music is no fun. And when you stop for a break and you hear the faintest notes of our song, you freeze. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I'd also like to congratulate Lena because I emailed and it her back and it turns out she got second place in that soccer tournament. Good for her. I don't know how to play soccer. <laughs> well, apparently a, she does. Good for her. Is that, <laughs> You're going to have to teach football? me, Lena. It uh, is in yeah. the rest of the world. Well, <laughs> yeah, but the rest of the world is listening to this. Now you're they're like soccer. Yeah, yeah it's America, football. We call it soccer soccer because the, we have american football and we don't it's the one you cook or the one you cook the one you kick with your foot <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Steve, I think everyone at least knows what soccer is. Football. It's called football. Football. Yes. Football. Okay. Football. <laughs> football. I don't know how to say it. <clears throat> All right, I got the next one here. <laughs> Xclair17 sent this from Twitter. And it's, you know you're Swifty when you put lyrics in an essay plan as hidden clues and the teacher can't find it. And it cheers her up. So there you go. Yeah. I've been guilty of that too. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That is cool. I there like was that. a there was a picture attached too. If you guys look at that link we have in our notes here, there's actually a picture oh. of her essay. Let me take a look. Where uh, she included "You're Not Sorry" in the essay. There, so you ruined <laughs> it. I wanted to figure it out. Oh. oh, sorry. I was just trying to move on with the episode. Really. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, now you're gonna have to wait because I'm googling it. Googling it? It's a link. What? I gave you the direct link. You don't need to Google her tweet. Ah, I see it. Very I see good. It now. Yes. Adam, you're not sorry. I'm no, not. No, no. Oh, oh, I no. spoiled it for you, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, if Swifties ruled the world, every artist would have their own version of Speak Now, Help Now. Every time I watch it, I'm blown away by Taylor's generosity. I can't watch without crying. She's such a sweetheart. The cruelest way on Taylor Connect. That was I was really there. Cool. It was so sweet. It was awesome. You were there, Sammy? I was there. In that case, because that actually, believe it or not, was a few years ago now. Can you just explain really quick what Speak Now, Help Now was? Basically, Taylor um, decided to open her last dress rehearsal for the Speak Now tour um, to an audience. She did it at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Um, She sold tickets for not that much money. I believe I got general admission floor for $50. Um, and all of the proceeds for the tickets and the merch that day um, went to uh, the victims of the tornadoes in the southeast a few weeks and months earlier. Um, and it was, you know, you could buy regular tickets or you could buy general admission like I did. Um, and it was just, it was the Speak Now tour, but it was basically like the dress rehearsal. She didn't end up having to go back and do anything. But it was, you know, we were aware that it was the dress rehearsal. And they did it as a live stream, and it was awesome. So that was really cool. I can't remember the exact figure, but I know they raised a ton of money for the tornado victims. Yeah, it was definitely well over a million dollars, if I remember correctly. I don't think it was but, that um, much. No, I think it was, because it had the merch and it had everything. It was a lot of money. I don't think it was over a million, though. I'm going to Google it. Hold, please. Sammy loves Google. Can I read the last one while you're $750,000. What Thank is it, you. Steve? Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I'm better at Google than Sammy. <laughs> Clearly, so seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars was raised that that's night. So that's unbelievable, and it was less than a million, like I it said. It rounds Sammy. up to a million. That's seven. It does, you carry it does, the seven, that makes it a one. <laughs> no. Um. Well, I think Taylor ended up giving some of her own money as well, so I think it did end up rounding up to a million dollars. One million dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, the last submission we have for this episode was from Swift Agency 13 on Twitter, who said, you know you're a Swifty when your friend is timing your mile run and she yells that Taylor is in front of you to keep you motivated to run faster. That's a good friend. That is a good friend. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except that uh, with me, I'd be running and I'd be like, no, I know Taylor's not actually there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'd be like, forget this. Where's your imagination? 
<laughs> I have. I Steve, beyond having no imagination, even worse is how much I hate running. So. You get like a Taylor cardboard cutout and put it at the finish line. Not quite the as Taylor motivating as the real there. Taylor. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's better than saying that she's there and having her not be there. I suppose. <laughs> I think I think Adam just thinks that Taylor's running after him. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's... she's running away from Adam. Oh, okay. Ouch. Yes. <laughs> Meanies. All right. This episode is fun. <laughs> well, before we wrap up the episode, we got one more segment for you guys. What are Swifties listening to? Which gives you guys a chance to share some music you're listening to that's not Taylor with the rest of the community. Now, this week, we had a uh, suggestion from Hopeless Romantic 1213 on Taylor Connect, who said, I'm listening to Out on the Town by Fun. And I have to say, I also recommend anything by Fun because I love it. I fun. like Fun a lot. I like it a lot. We this had is a lot of fun, fun this episode. Huh? We did. A lot of fun. And here's even more fun. The band. Yes. No? Mm. <laughs> hey, I, I got it. I tried. So yes. if I you feel have like hopeless romantic always submits to us. Like she's a little obsessed. And like awesome. Yeah, she's totally awesome. That's like, the best kind of fans we can have is people that submit content and listen to us and True. Steve true Steve's story. winking at everybody who can't actually see him. That's like a <laughs> wink wink. You should submit stuff for future episodes. That's like and, a giant like nudge nudge. And not only that, Adam will tell you how to. Oh, Steve, that was a subtle transition. Thank you. Yes, you uh, <laughs> so, guys, if you do want to submit to the segments, in all seriousness, we would really appreciate it. There's a variety of ways you can contact us. You can email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask us a question on Ask FM. The username for all of those is TaylorTalk13. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, you can leave us a voicemail or text message to area code 240-31-SWIFT. And for those of you in the rest of the world that still want to leave us a voicemail, you can go directly to TaylorTalk.org. There's a button on the side that says Send Voicemail, and you can leave a voicemail there. So those are all the ways you can contact us in case you forgot any of them. TaylorTalk.org slash contact. That's one link you have to remember, and they are all there for you. Did I do good, Steve? That was awesome. Thanks, buddy. Yes. Appreciate it. I accept it. it. But for now, this has been episode 125 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve, and I'll never be as cold as Adam. (laughs) Mm. And we'll see you all next week, guys, for episode 126. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.